0: Hi, hey everyone. Uh, my name is Piquet and here I've got Troy Daly with me. We'll be going through about how Troy and his partner bought a fantastic investment property in Adelaide. Um, real quick, the details are purchase price 407500 The yield is just around 5%. So the rent is about 400 a week. So positive cash flow, tick, tick. It's subdividable. And you would not have got this pro- property at this price if it had been on domain or real estates so was off market, which I just came to learn literally two minutes ago, which is always good. Put a smile on my face. So obviously, guys, like, let's not beat around the bush. We're going to be talking about the property investment accelerator. But. I would love it if you stuck around because we're gonna be dropping some value bombs, how Troy got it off market, how he got a subdividable property, how he identified a suburb that hadn't grown too much and how he did all this. I'm in Brisbane, Troy's in Brisbane, how he did all this interstate without needing to catch a flight or needing buyer's agents. And we might go into that a little bit cheekily as well. So stick around and Troy's a really good guy. So you're gonna get, you know, it's gonna be exciting interview.
1: Do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you.
0: So thank you so much, Troy. For, for making time. And before I ask you the first question, I just wanted to say, and I didn't say it to you yet, but thank you to you and your partner for trusting me back, you know, so many months ago. I remember that phone call. I, I appreciate it a lot.
1: No worries at all. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, cool. Let's, let's get into it. So um, I don't know how much you're comfortable sharing, but maybe just let you know, paint the picture of of who you are for everyone who's watching. Like you're obviously in Brisbane, what do you do? What did you do? You know, what's your kind of life situation?
1: Of course. So when I actually started the course, I was in retail. I was a sales, just retail sales at a skate shop. Um, I knew I wanted to invest in property but there's a lot of mixed information. I wanted to, I guess, narrow down and figure out where I wanted to invest, how I wanted to invest, come with a, a bit of a strategy. That's when I stumbled across the Facebook group many, many months ago. Probably 12 months ago, actually. And through there, I figured it out. The course is actually available and it was a thing. Um, got in touch with PK through the course, actually identified that being a buyer's agent was actually a thing. I had no idea that they even existed. Since then, I've actually become a buyer's agent here in Brooklyn, <laughs> which is pretty funny. But no, loving it. Absolutely loving it. So that's sort of the story of, of where I am when I started and where I am now.
0: Yeah, perfect. And so I guess the question is, you know, you stumbled upon the Facebook group and you were like, you know, if you don't mind me saying you were like, you know, green between behind the ears, right? Like brand new. I remember that initial phone call, you know, like no one wants to be scammed. No one wants to be taken for a ride. All the questions that I had when I was starting in property, you had as well, you and your partner (laughs) Uh, like what kind of got you over the line before we get into the details of the, the deal and how you got the deal, what got you over the line to actually build that trust and, and, you know, like invest in me essentially. Hmm.
1: Good question. I think probably because what you were teaching and what you were adding value to people wasn't just standard cookie cutter property investing uh, advice. It was different, hmm. which I guess made us a little bit more worried in the beginning but I was speaking to family, speaking to my mom, and she's like, look, do it. It's it's what you want to do. You know you want to buy a property. He's got thousands of people that recommend him,
0: follow him. What's the worst that could happen?
1: And I was like, <laughs> you put it that way, why not? Let's do it. And then we jumped in, and here we are.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you did. So let, let's sort of get into the, the details. I mean, most property investors, you know, they don't even end up buying a property even if they want to because of fear and lack of education Um, what to speak of buying five thousand miles away from where they live you know like yeah it's it's pretty amazing what you've done like let's kind of call it for what it is just what tips or what tricks can you reveal (laughs) or can you teach people that are watching right now on how to buy interstate and actually build the confidence to Do your due diligence, you know, make sure the photos aren't fake online, all that kind of thing with the real estate agents have that relationship. How to actually do all that without catching any flights, Mm. given you had never invested or bought a property before in your life.
1: Yeah. I think it all comes down to relationships, not only with agents, but also your team in general and the team you want to build. Um, Property managers to help you along the way as well. They're going to be on the ground inspecting the property for you. I mean, you touch on this in your course, hmm. but yeah, certainly relationships with agents, they're going to give you access to things that aren't necessarily going to be on REA or on domain. And I think being honest with them around what your, not necessarily goal is, what you want to get in a property, whether it be three bed, one bath, three bed, two bath, whatever the case is, they'll keep their eyes open for that property to pop up. Um, and it was actually funny. Paige's <laughs> parents were like, are you going to actually buy a property that you've never seen?
0: And (laughs) "And to add
1: to that, we're going to buy a property on the other side of the nation. And they're like, why? And I guess trying to educate people that have the mentality of buy your own home, smash a mortgage down, that'll get you to financially free. I was like, I want to do things a little bit different and I know it's going to work because there's evidence out there. And if Mm. I back myself and Paige backs me, I know it's going to happen. So Yeah. yeah the biggest tip is relationships
0: 100% yeah no for sure and you're very lucky i would say that you have a partner that backs you like you just yeah. said that's yeah. like half of the half of the hurdle kind yeah. of you know overcome which is really good to hear yeah. And so Adelaide is like, you know, right now at the time of recording, it's probably the hottest property market in Australia. It's growing like so quickly. In fact, it's hard to buy there. Like I would actually say it's hard to buy a property. Yeah. In Adelaide, not, you know, much less one of these suburbs that are just booming through the roof. You found this one on the north side of Adelaide that hadn't grown as much of its as its peers around yeah. it, you know. How did you find the suburb? Like what gave you confidence that this is the right suburb? Because, you know, everyone has an opinion of where to buy. What gave you confidence? And then I want to hear the story that you haven't shared with me yet um, <laughs> about how you actually found this property because it's a very interesting story, apparently.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it is interesting. Um, but originally I was looking in, I guess, the Northern Pocket for quite some time. And we offered on probably 10, yeah, about 10 properties along the, the course of the until it came up to buying ours. Um, And then I was like, let's actually just give it a second. Let's revisit the suburbs. And at the time we're looking at, I don't want to mention them, but particular suburbs. And I was like, surely as people get priced out of here, they're going to look further north or further east, wherever the case may be. And there was a little suburb that just wasn't getting the attention that others were. And lo and behold, that's what we bought. And we managed to score it off market, um, which was awesome. Now the, the story about it is, the agent that we bought the property from, I actually bought a property for his grandma her in the Sunshine Coast. So that you was... You did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so my, nice. my principal and I bought a property in Coolum uh, for her. Yeah, um, yeah. And then off the back of that, we just stayed in touch. Then there's one day, he's like, I've got a property in X suburb. Would you be keen? And I was like, it ticks every single box. Um, when can we buy it? It was pretty much the <laughs> conversation. It was actually funny though, because the owner was a little bit unrealistic around price initially. Mm-hmm. he said to us 450 i was like there's no way we're not your buyer unfortunately we left it he then came down to 430 i was like if he's willing to drop 20k in a day surely there's more in the, in the tank again left it just allowed them to come to us and then sort of negotiated at that 4010 then after building a pest managed to get a further 2500 off which was great yeah.
0: That's, yeah. that's really good and for everyone who's watching i i want you to really connect with that point of patience. Of course, you said Mm. that you kind of almost are on the brink of of giving up, but if you are, like you've got two options as a property investor, you can either buy in a cooler suburb where the data is trending well, but it's not quite where we want it to be. And you'll get the growth, but the growth will come six months later, 12 months later, but it will be easy to buy. Or you have the option to buy in a red hot suburb, where you're gonna get the $10,000 gain every single month from the moment of purchase. But the downside is gonna be incredibly hard to actually buy because everyone wants to buy. That's the definition of a hot suburb. So you, it seems like you started off with, you know, wanting to buy in a super, super, super hot suburb. You know, you were missing out, but then, you know, using the mentorship or everything else that we've talked about, you know, you kind of shifted or pivoted to say, all right, well, I'm okay not to have ten, twenty thousand dollars of growth every single month, but let me at least get into the market, and then I know it will come, and it is coming. We know this in those sort of um, middle ring, middle to outer ring suburbs on the north side of of Adelaide. We're not going as far as out as Elizabeth, um, but before that, you know, the growth is you know it's spurring on now. It's you can't. I, I correct me if I'm wrong here, Troy, but if it was on market, if it was on real estate or domain, do you think you would have got this at $407,500?
1: No. Um, the agent, even afterwards, I speak to him quite often. He's like, mate, that should have been 450 property. There you go. And you wouldn't even be able to get anything after building a pest, because it would have been 17 other offers that we could have just fell back on. It's yeah. like, well said, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is a great thing. And look, credit where credit is due um troy you're a you're a buyer's agent and probably a very good one relationships you know whether you're a buyer's agent or whether you're not a buyer's agent you have to work the phone calls right it's not a part-time job or a full-time job but you need to establish relationships not hard but that's what you need to do to be able to buy in these super hot suburbs and get stuff off market and troy you mentioned that um it was subdividable. So you're like brand new to property investing, mm. but you're already buying properties that have subdivision potential. I like just walk me through that.
1: <laughs> um, well, we work with a lot of developers at uh, at work. So I sort of understood, although the, the, the zoning and, and code is different down there, I sort of have a, a rough idea of how to tackle it. Look at fees every day. So that sort of is like, I think we can do this. We'll wait until it actually stacks. And mm. pull the trigger.
0: Yeah. So why don't you... You know, you probably know more than most of the listeners or watchers of this video. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just take us through, maybe I can learn a thing or two as well, how you identified the fact that it was developable, A, and the steps that you went through or you'd go through to identify that it's profitably developable, developable, because, you know, you can buy a thousand meter square meter block of land. It's dividable, subdividable but that doesn't mean it's profitably subdividable. So how should one, you know, in your shoes, who wants a growth suburb, positive cash flow, buying off market, how should they go about trying to find that fourth aspect of the diamond property that it's it's subdividable?
1: I think getting in touch with the the local council and just speaking with them around what a property needs to be to tick the boxes to be subdividable. Mm. Um, In Adelaide, 18-meter frontage, 600-square-meter block is is what it is, or at least it was two months ago when I checked. Um, So, And it's actually funny. I I built the relationship so well down there. I actually had a a town planner's direct number for um, Salisbury Council. So um, I never had a query. Give her a call, get on the phone, just ask the question. I actually had a bit of a heart attack. When it came to um, going unconditional, my conveyancer said, There's actually an on the block we didn't pick up on earlier, but it's Crown Law for uh, Housing SA. So they were saying 30, 40 years ago, a subdivision company pretty much subdivided all the blocks out there and then put an encumbrance on the block, which didn't enable you to subdivide any lower than 600. Um, And I was like, well, there goes that, there goes my, my fourth box, if you will. (laughs) But then I contacted um, Housing SA and said, Hey, look, I'm purchasing a property in X. However, there is an encumbrance and he says, look, ignore that. We get those come across our desk daily. We literally sign them off and send them on their way. So mm. Ignore that. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Um, but there was a little bit of, uh, what's the word? Um, bit of a heart attack in a way. I was like, well, one of the biggest reasons we, we purchased it is because of the subdivision potential. Mm. Um, but moving on to when something is like feasible or stacks, Hmm. Trying to buy something at the moment that is feasible in stacks is really, really hard initially straight off the bat. It's doable, but it's really, really tricky. A lot of the time developers will buy something, at least us, we're not developers by any means, but we're buying for the long-term, knowing as property prices increase, we're already seeing it already something on a 300 block to sold for 450 or 460. So as soon as those numbers make sense, we see the margin that we're after, after all costs included, including subdivision costs, down of the property, services connected things of that nature we'll then start talking about it and by then fingers crossed building costs have also decreased because obviously those are (laughs) sky high at the moment too but i mean speak with developers every day i literally had a phone call with one earlier we bought a property for him in maruka that you could subdivide with city views and he's like does it make sense to sell the land as is or should i do the build i said it it makes almost a 15 percent difference if you do the build Mm -hmm. ran into the fees and he's like Okay. Awesome. So, it is a numbers game. It's literally what property investing is. It's a financial game, and if you understand that, you're, you're pretty much fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And I think the other thing is, you like you said as well, you don't have to subdivide straight away. Correct. You know, it, it might not be commercially viable. Maybe the margin, the developer's margin's like fifteen percent, sixteen percent. You might want to wait two years to creeps up to twenty percent, and then you pull the tw- the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's really good insights. And just while you're saying all that, you know, it's just, i it's kind of sound weird, but I'm like super proud of you because you, it's like, even the vernacular that you're using is, is um, completely different to our first phone call. Yeah. Uh, I'm so happy yeah. you're, you're set up like maybe one or two last questions, you know, you're, you're super young. Troy uh, used to work a retail job as yeah. did I um, many times before, you know, we, we kind of have to hustle in our, in our early years. What's the kind of advice that you would give to other people um, who are maybe even in their late teens? You know, I think my youngest client, 17 or in their early 20s, mid 20s, you know, they they see this kind of housing affordability crisis and they kind of resort to the fact that they'll never get ahead financially, Um, whereas you were the opposite mindset. What's the kind of advice, practical tips or, or advice that you would give to someone who's not on a huge income, it's not like they're on a 200K income, but wants to get ahead?
1: There'll always be suburbs, no matter the price point that you can invest in, but also don't listen to dream crushes. There'll be people out there that'll be like, don't invest in property, it's, you know, it's bricks and mortar decaying in the sun, cost too much money, There's a lot of people that will pretty much just hone you and say, don't do it. They'll say, put it in stocks, put it in X, Y, and Z. It's a much better way to do it. And in some ways I agree, but there's a difference in investing in a property. It's a lot more secure. You look at the trend line, it's constantly been going up for for many, 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 many years. But the biggest thing I would probably say is just learn to save your money in the sense that just because you get paid a thousand dollars doesn't mean you need to spend a thousand dollars. Just learn to be a little bit more sensible about it. um, And then just put it somewhere that you can't necessarily touch it or touch it easily, whether it is in a, you know, index fund, or wherever you want to put your money. And then over time, when you get to the point, make sure you're liaising with your mortgage broker. As soon as you have your deposit ready, pull it out, buy, because instead of timing the market, timing the market is what matters and I'm probably yeah you probably hear that literally every single day um but it's a saying that I love um yeah. so yeah just there'll always be a suburb for you to buy in don't get caught up on people saying housing crisis you'll never be able to get in how are our kids meant to buy you'll be able to buy
0: yeah no stress such refreshing advice you know because we have this concept Brisbane still Affordable yeah where, where we live but Um, Melbourne, Sydney, you have this concept that housing is just too far gone. Probably Brisbane as well in five years' time. It'll be like that median value, well above a mil. You know, there's no way, but there are always suburbs. And, you know, you can't get that place in Ascot or you can't get that place in Bulimba in Brisbane, you know, straight out of uni. You've got to build up your asset base. Do that outside of Brisbane. Do that in regional areas or other capital cities. And then you will have, you know, if you're disciplined, and if, um, you know, the stars align as well, you will have the wealth to buy that place in Belém, but if, if that's your goal.
1: Yeah. And it's actually funny because the biggest issue we had was identifying the suburbs. We're like, how, we wanted to buy in our backyard, but we knew it wasn't the right decision. Well, after doing your course and listening to many others, they said, don't buy in your backyard, look mm. for other suburbs. And I was like, how am I going to identify other suburbs that have legs or has the potential to grow? Um, but what you teach is, is yeah, almost priceless. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not paying Troy anything. (laughs) In fact, he paid me. (laughs) Correct. Correct. All right. And, and you kind of like answered the last question, but the question was going to be like, just truthfully, like with no BS, you know, like the course is not cheap, you know, it's and especially not for a sort of young 20 something. Did you think it was worth it? What would you say to someone who's sort of on the fence thinking like, this is my deposit money. Why am I going to give, you know, five, $6,000 on a course mentorship program when that same money could get me, you know, a little bit of a better house. That's my deposit money. What would you just say to someone who has that mindset, but still has no idea where to buy, what to buy, how to buy, everything that you've achieved?
1: Yeah. I think that five or $6,000 invested into the course we'd be better off than investing into a, a property that it will be a lemon almost mm-hmm. like to put it bluntly. Sure. It may be your deposit and you may be able to buy now with it, but extracting that five to 6,000, investing in yourself, identifying how to invest, where to invest. Yeah. Like I said, is should be more than five, 6,000. I'm glad you don't charge more. We wouldn't be having this conversation, <laughs> but, um, but no, it was, uh, it's good. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hopefully Thank I answered you. the question.
1: But yeah, um but no, it's a it's a great course. People that are out there that are on the fence, just do it if it makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense, just hold off until it does.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, that that's absolutely right. Get educated. You know, there might yeah. be a chance that you can do it yourself. Give that a crack first. I I'm sure you gave that a crack first as well, Troy, you and Paige. But if you can't do it and you know you want to do it then the value proposition just stacks up you know it's a it's a no-brainer
1: yeah exactly i've got books literally books full of property stuff and then <laughs> what you taught in your course pretty much cancels out the books
0: so, <laughs> okay yeah. all right awesome but again I mean, you're not paying me to say that so no 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 and just a, a sort of a shameless plug you didn't ask for this troy but you know, i'm I'm kind of proud, even though I speak so much about not needing a buyer's agent and you know I, I hang my my reputation on that for investors. there are some people that have zero time in the week, you know, like if you have some time four or five hours a week, you don't need a buyer's agent. That's my firm opinion. I'm saying that in front of a buyer's agent. <laughs> but if you don't have time um, or interest, then don't come to me, go to a buyer's agent and Troy is like, I'm super proud because a really good example of someone who's sort of, you could say knew very little about property investing, educated himself through free sources, then did my course mentorship program is now a property investor and also a buyer's agent focusing on Brisbane. Yeah, I just wanted to be completely impartial and just express how, um, you know, I think we have like 40, 50 buyer's agents through the course now. And, and that's actually something I'm quite proud of. All right, Troy. Well, thank you for, for making time just to reiterate. Um, but through the course, you know, positive cash flow, high growth, under market value, off market, hand subdividable, interstate, without catching a flight, without using a buyer's agent. You know, hats off to you, sir. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, everyone. And good luck in your property investing. Catch you later guys, bye.